Hey everybody, welcome to Outspoken, episode 46. I am your host, Justin White, and my guest this week, I'm going to start saying this week, because sometimes I say my guest today, my guest tonight, and we all know it's not happening right that day or that night, you know that, come on y'all, this ain't live, I mean it's live, it's live in that it's fresh, in that it's dope, in that it's tight, in that it's sick, in that it's whatever other word you might fit in that space. Oh my. So, um, a whole bunch of episodes back, I guess like in the late 30, 30s, in terms of episodes, before the new year, um, right before the new year, I said something about what how 2019 is going to be a great year. And oh boy, was I wrong. Um, for myself anyway, at least so far. I mean, it's not done, granted. We're a third of the way through. And um, there's been some rough stuff, my friends. Um, I'm staying afloat. I'm persevering, so you don't have to worry about me. But um, man, oh man, things can happen in life, can't they? Big things, little things, whole piles of things, long chains and trains of things, and other things hidden behind those things. Um, so I'm into looking at stuff and talking about it and getting through it and working on it, and I'm into talking to people who are also into that. And um, my new friend Dan is somebody who does that, and we discovered that about each other as we talked in this conversation for the first time. Um, I mean, we had talked before, but once again, not at, at any length. And um, once again, this is one of my brother's friends introduced to me and the last of my LA interviews for that particular trip. So um, rather than talk about what we talked about, let's get into talking about it. And um it's just a short drive over to see Dan, and I hope you don't mind. I like to drum on my steering wheel as I go and, uh, you know, make up rhythms and snips. Uh, and after we do that, we'll talk to my friend. if I'm almost describing me right now. I'm describing me like a, the version I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. That's, that's, a, that's always an interesting topic. The things about yourself that you're not crazy about. Oh, man. Well, I will say I'm trying to improve all of them. That's good. And I'm taking them on. I'm less... I think I've resigned myself recently to, to not be like, oh, that's just the way I am or whatever. Uh-huh and actually look at your yeah, behaviors like for real look at them and try and modify them because you can see how you're creating suffering for yourself and other people in your life and it's a strain on your relationships and you know i had kind of i've been indoctrinated into that thought of you know that's just who you are or mm -hmm. even worse there's a uh, a medical term for it like you have x and that's why 
you're behaving that way. Right. Oh, that person just is on the spectrum or, you know, or there's, they had this tra trauma happen to them, therefore they're this or whatever. And, you know, I think all of us have a version of that. Yeah, you know? pretty much. It could be the dumbest shit when you were a kid. Like, right. you know, you didn't get a, a toy or something for Christmas that you wanted and that like you carry that shit. And that it actually you. registers as yeah. trauma or loss. Or, yeah. yeah. It's kind of amazing. I think about that a lot, how, di you know, everybody's got their own spectrum, you know, for somebody it would take pretty major catastrophe to, to rattle them or make them feel like, you know, their life was altered. And for others, it could be a, you know, spilt milk or whatever, yeah. you know, it could be something like that ruined my life that, yeah. you know, that moment. But a lot of that has to do with how you hold on to your own story, right? Yeah, I I really hate it. And I hate that I'm always trying to catalog all the events in my life and think about the sequence of my life, like it's linear. Mm -hmm. And like that's what my brain is trying to do is like, okay, this is what happened. You were born and then you had a brother and then you were jealous. And then like you didn't get attention and then this and then that. And like, I absolutely despise the way that my brain is organizing those thoughts. I do the exact same thing. It's, and it it gets, it's against your, all your better yeah. judgment and it, it's against what you wish to be happening. But, yeah. but that's the brain at work. That's the brain at work yeah. because I'm often, I'm like, wait a second, hold on, time out. I'm not actually that, or I'm not. Like I'm not the summation of these of this sequence, right? And you know, or like, and not only am I not that, like I can choose to be whatever I want, right? Through practice or modifying my, my behavior or whatever, and I actually don't need to be defined by that. So that's like a recent, you know, past I would say five six years of diving into studying myself and actually analyzing myself mm -hmm. and you doing it in therapy or just, yeah, you know, I, I do like your traditional psychotherapy. That's like one method. Mm -hmm. I used to go every week. Um, I go every other week now. Um, I've kind of gone through a couple different versions of it. Um, right now I'm going to like a traditional straight up, like talk therapy, talk therapy mm -hmm. style. It's very, like it. it's yeah, I love helpful. it. It's so good. It's yeah. so good just to express yourself mm -hmm. and just get it out. And um, the man I work with is, he's very wonderful. He's, he's got a family and we talk about family stuff quite a bit. Um, but he's, he's not like, like a traditional, like Freudian type or a, or a, like we need to, dive into your high school years and just like focus on that for the next six months, mm -hmm. which I find helpful. It's more like what's the soup of the day topic? Like yeah. what's fucking you up right now? That's how I and like, like to check in. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. And then it's almost, I almost feel like it's life coach style at some point mm -hmm. to the point where I even had to ask him, I'm like, yo, am I doing this right? <laughs> right. Are you just giving me advice? Are you some kind of, yeah. like, are you just like my dad or something? <laughs> right. Why am I paying you this, yeah. this shit? Yeah. That's, but I, it, but it feels, it feels helpful, right? I mean, oh, yeah, you know, you recognize the difference. Yeah. It's it, wonderful. And you, when you're not doing the active 
therapy, you're still carrying those thoughts around with you instead yeah. of that old organization of the linear because this, this. You know? Yeah. Because that's how I, I shot myself in the foot probably my whole, you know, my young adult life into, I don't know, whenever I, whenever I got on the similar path of just self-reflection and, you know, accountability, basically. Like, I, I played a part in this too. And the, but it's hard for me because the stuff I look back to started so early that I really don't feel like I had a choice, you know, at least in a, in the context of the family dynamic, I was the little shrimp. I didn't have any power, you know, but, but then I, I think about it more on a, like in a spiritual quest sort of way, or, or just not even a quest, but just like what your path is, uh, for whatever reason, that does seem like something I needed to be you know, challenged with, or, you know, this was the, this was my particular, uh, plight in that, you know, and then in living through it, I've become who I am. Yeah. And so for better or worse, I mean, there are parts of my behavior that are directly linked to things, you know, to psychic trauma from childhood mm -hmm. and I can recognize them. And usually I can, you know, either put a stop to them or the ones I don't like, you know, I could, I could pull up short now cause I can see it coming or at the very least I'm going to do it and then immediately recognize that I've done it and then apologize. And that's, yeah. what I, that's what I've gotten better. I was just like, it's mine. I own that. I did it. It hurt your feelings. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, but I did do it. So I'm going to say, I'm sorry. And I won't do that again. Or I'm going to try, you know, it's not great. I love it's amazing. That. It's awesome. so it, in real time, you're just making this behavioral yeah. change. If you work at it, you can rec you can actually do it. And you can, like you were saying off mic before, you can build these relationships. Like friendships get better when you confront one another and say, hey, I don't like what you're doing. You know, yeah. they don't get, if, if you allow yourselves to work through it, that's going to be a better bond. Yeah. And that's true with anything, any relationship. You know? Yeah. And I've, I've just to extend on that thought, like I, on the friendship tip, like I've even had that moment, like post my work where you get to that like kind of crossroads where you're like, yo, I got to say something to this friend, but I know he's going to react this way. <laughs> so maybe I just shouldn't say something and just become like, you get kind of into that moment and I'm like, well, fuck it. Yo, I can't be tortured by this. And if he can't take this feedback and make our relationship better, then like, I don't want to be pained by this. I don't want to carry this around. I don't yeah. want to have this friendship. And then, so you do it and I actually, you do it without, the the preconceived notion that they are going to react in a negative way you right. just do it you do it for yourself actually you don't do it for them or the relate you just do it for yourself and uh, i've often found because i'm now approaching that with less of a yo what the fuck is your problem bro right, right. and more just like you know the language of therapy of like hey man you know i'm feeling this way when you do that stuff mm -hmm. like i like you to work on that and I'm going to try and do this too. So we can both, so I don't have to feel that way. And you know, I can like you more. Yeah. And if you just hit them with it, I've found that to be really successful. And then you have a great relationship with that person that is actually going to get better and you're just going to rock with them even longer. Totally. That's great. Yeah. I, yeah. Cause you're showing them respect by, by being honest. Yeah. You know? You're showing yourself respect by taking care of your, your own boundaries. Yeah. And <clears throat> I mean, my, the thing that I always come back to, with any, well, I, I mean, it just, to me, the truth just makes, it just makes more sense to say what's actually happening yeah. than it does to make up some story about it, to make yourself feel better delivering the message, you know? 
which is all I it's agree. about really like people are just trying to soften the blow because they're afraid of the blowback like they don't you know yeah no i, I or you know you don't want to hurt someone's feelings either i'm sure there's you i i'm sure there have been times where i should have said something and didn't because i knew it it well, i didn't know but i assumed it would hurt it would be not something someone would want to hear but like you said there there if you if it's a pattern or if you see this is going to keep happening and i know mm -hmm. that i don't like it why would you subject e either one of you to that, you know? Yeah, you, and you really don't have to. No. You know, but that's like a big learning. I, maybe it's just uh, coming out of the 30s thing where your kind of college friends or your, your work friends or whatever, you, you've been with them for a while and then you kind of analyze those relationships and you're like, yo, are these my people? How do I feel when I'm with this person? But you're you're like, but they're my college bros, right? Like, like yeah. I'm my homies. Yeah. I gotta stick by them. Yeah, there's that's where we're supposed to be, but they make you feel bad. Yeah. So what's up? Yeah, uh, I think it's really smart to just look honestly at that. It doesn't. It's not even a judgment against that person. It just. Yeah. It's just. It's just simply stating that this is not a good match. Yeah. Or at least in these circumstances, you know, maybe you can be friends with that person in this realm or in this way, and then they don't like talking about stuff, you know, mm -hmm. so you don't talk to them about that. Yeah. But I've always had a hard time with that, like sort of compartmentalizing my behaviors for different people. It's impossible. I can, yeah. I can. It's like, I did it for a long time yeah. thinking that this is how you fit in. You just, yeah. you know, just chameleon your way into any group and yeah, you yeah. Know, say what people want to hear. And, but then you feel like a vacant, you know, nothing. You feel like a, you don't have an identity. You're just walking around, yeah. you know, trying to please everyone else and do what they do. And I hate, and I knew it was wrong. Like while I was doing it, I knew it felt bad. I just didn't know the other way. Yeah. And wow. That, Hearing you say that out loud, actually, it actually hit me a little bit there because I feel like maybe that's, I've been doing that for a large portion of my life as like a, a defense almost mm -hmm. or like a survival thing. That's actually. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like I need to meet the right business people so I can advance my career. And so I'm going to like acquiesce to whatever right. the, their vibe is or language is just to kind of like work my way up in that stream a little bit. Yep. And Oh man, I, I, I feel guilty of that now. And sorry, <laughs> it's good. No, I've, it's, it's something that I've definitely thought of before, but just kind of hearing you say it out loud, it makes me feel like, okay, maybe that's like a thing that I've actively done. I think a lot of people, I think most people actually yeah. have done that, except for those few who I was talking about earlier. The I really admire anyone who can just be themselves yeah, all the them. time. They yeah. don't they don't cater to the situation or the, yeah. or the individual. It's just, here I am. And um, it, I, like I was saying, I admire that, but that's not always an easy life for that person. Mm -hmm. They find themselves lonely and isolated a lot because yeah. not everybody wants to hear that much of the truth about themselves or about the way it is or, yeah. you know, hear complaints from friends about behaviors, you know, but to me, and you said this earlier, like you, you want that you in the same way you want the input, right? So you can make the changes. Yeah. It's, I think feedback is so important. I, I need it from people. Like I need people to tell me, Hey man, like you're, you're hurting me. Yeah. <laughs> or like when you do this, it's bad. I just, I need to hear it. And then I need to like take that in and and have it just kind of course through my body and have it like see how it slams up against my ideology or my values or my worldview or whatever and then stew on it and then come back into that relationship with like 
you know, a modification that will make that better or make our communication better or whatever. Like, you know, there's an old version of myself and there's like a version that's much like my dad where mm. it's, this is the way it is because this is who I am and he can't, you can't, you can't take anything else. Right. Like the ego is protecting them from anything that's seen as an attack or yep. whatever. So I don't know. I that's but that's the work. That's the work to even get to that point where you're just like I need to change. I need to be better. Like this is not I'm getting feedback from in my relationships that this is not working and it's not and I can't just be like fuck you, like fuck everyone. I'm just doing it my way or I'm on my own or whatever. That's like not I'm not going to be successful and I'm just going to be mad. You won't have when any I'm friends angry. either. Yeah. And yeah, that's the yeah. worst. You walk away from yeah. all your friendships cuz they for what? You know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. To me, it's a very simple equation. Like you, you tell a person how you feel, then they get to. Yeah. They they don't need to make up their own story about it. Yeah. Because I, I think that's our that's where we run into problem all the time. We're just projecting, We're just constantly projecting what we think the other person thinks or is gonna how, how they're gonna react. Yeah. And I do it all the time. I'm like, well, I, if I say it, then they're probably gonna react like this and then i'm gonna have to say that you know like i walk through the whole thing but i haven't i haven't even said anything yet it's mm -hmm. that's all in my head there's a storyline that i'm writing without the help of the other person and i'm concluding that this is how it's going to go and it you know it's totally disrespectful to that person it, you're not giving them any say in the in your how you draw your conclusions yeah so to me it's just very simple you just go you just tell the person it's hard it's really hard to do because it feels, you know, like, hey, I don't want to say anything that's going to make you cringe or cry or hate me or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the alternative is that you carry around this resentment or some, you know, you just have made up your mind about how things are. Yeah. And they're not going to change if that's the, what you're dwelling on. And, and every time you have an interaction with that person, it's through the prism of the judgment that you've, exactly. that you've projected. And it will, yes, yeah, so you're going to have the crappiest interactions. And that focus just gets stronger, I think. Like the, th the part oh, yeah, of it that's time. wrong, it just gets yeah. bigger and bigger. And that's true with any problem in your own life, right? Yeah. If you don't look at it, what does it do? It Com comes back around for more. Oh, yeah. That it's, it, and then and it, it's, a, it's a double whammy effect, too. Yeah, because you already it's, knew. And, yeah. then, and they're like, ah, oh, shit. It's, I should have paid attention the first time.
for me, the thing that hit me more than anything was this kind of profound realization that my parents were parents and I'd never considered this shit before. Mm -hmm. Like that they had me in their mid twenties, like just thinking about their psychological makeup at that point and their worldview and how they, and how they were raised. Yep. And this is basic shit, but like it had never occurred to me. No, it's so strange and how we can like overlook that. All. It's crazy. Yeah. And like, and then you, and then, you know, I was inquisitive about that. I'm like, I'm like, it, you know, it just made me feel like, you know, were they good? But how were they raised? And you just kind of, it gets to this like generational level thinking. Right. And it just connects all these little touch points in your brain where things, there's now like pathways connected and yep. you can kind of see like this grander picture. Um, so in that way, my mind was blown just on just the family dynamic and everyone's role in that and, yeah. you know, the the environmental conditions and all that shit. So... It was it was quite quite a mind blowing experience for me. Right? Yeah. yeah, it also just makes you makes me feel like, damn, how selfish have I been that I have never even considered that or their feelings. You know, you, you just look at them and they're they're just, they're just your, your parents. parents. They're yeah. just like they're supposed to be doing yeah. every single thing for you and yeah. never ask for thanks. And yeah, I <laughs> I know it is weird, but it it's also sort of universal. Like I think most people don't really consider their parents. Uh, in that way, they don't like show them the proper, um, you know, just the give, give them the credit for what they've done. Yeah, you know? and and exactly like the thing you were talking about with your childhood and putting all these things in sequence, and like you know, in your mind, that's who you are. It's like the all these different points that add up to this this time now, and this is who you are. Your parents had that same experience, right? Like, for they, sure. like they yeah. were also thinking that and. So it's really, it's strange how much you don't, like you don't let your parents off the hook for anything when you're a kid, right? Hell no. They're, <laughs> they're like, what? You didn't, like everything's a disappointment yeah. if it's not exactly what you want all the time. Um, but, you know, having that, having thinking about the, like their sequence and my sequence and, you know, how they were raised and all those, all those factors, it... It was interesting to kind of study my reaction to it because mm -hmm. it went from, you know, I was mad about some shit. I was like, yo, why did you, why do we only eat food out of cans? Uh -huh. Why didn't we eat organic food from Whole Foods every day, <laughs> mom and dad? Right. Like, what were you thinking? Why do we eat McDonald's? Yeah. Like, why do I remember now sitting on the couch and eating a tub of frosting? Holy shit. Just like like pounding that shit and being allowed to yeah and it's fine it's like hey what y'all eating for dessert tonight i'm just gonna eat some frosting <laughs> sit on a couch that's awesome um like so you're mad at them for that yeah mad and like because i would just i'm like and like so it was like those you know somewhat trivial type of things but i was also mad at them for you know like my, my like nurturing aspects mm. like why wasn't I breastfed? Because it was in vogue at the time to, to, do, formula. to do formula. Yeah. And, or my mom experienced some kind of pain or whatever. I've not, actually, that's a good thing for me to ask more about. I don't really want to 
think about the act, but it might be important for me to understand that more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, why didn't my dad ever hug me? Like, mm-hmm. why didn't I get more encouragement and like confidence building shit? Why was it more like, if you do this, I'm going to beat your ass. Wow. That kind of stuff. Yeah. I'd be mad about that too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and to him now, like, so I, you know, you go through a period of being pissed about that. Right. And I was mad about that and I confronted them about mad shit. And, um, you know, it's like, how long do you want to be mad at them? They didn't know this is what they were yeah. taught. This is the environment they came up in. Yeah. These are the values that kind of were passed on to them in a way. So like how accountable are they for that? Or how much do you want to hold them accountable for all that? Right. You know, you think about them, you know, it just helps to, you know, and and the connection of the childbirth, like kind of makes all those connections happen. Um, So you go from just being mad to, okay, that happened. Mm -hmm. And obviously I don't like it and I'm not going to pass on those things to my child, but I want to explore them and I want to be able to move on from them. And I don't want to be held hostage by those thoughts or, hold them over my parents' head for the rest of their lives. I don't right. think that's healthy either. And like, that's when, you know, you, it kind of goes from this strained annoyance to like, uh, like an acceptance and forgiveness. Yeah. Almost. I don't think I've ever expressed that fully. Like, excuse me. Like I forgive you for those actions. I don't know if I even need to mm-hmm. like, it's just what they thought was right. I right. think they f- knew that this was the best version of how to raise a kid. Yeah. And that's what they believed. Right. And I have to believe that that's what they thought was right. So, you know, they weren't monsters. Right. I know they weren't like trying to hurt me intentionally. Yeah. But the shit they did definitely had an effect on me and it continues to haunt me. Yeah. I just don't want to be held hostage by it anymore. I think that's a really good yeah. know, angle to take. I've, I've felt like I have been hostage, held hostage by those thoughts for the longest time and it and I had the same experience of sort of seeing my parents in a new light you know and recognizing what it must have been like you know yeah. and give them a bit of a break um but I think part of it is part of the problem is that our generation being among the first to start like breaking the chain and doing it differently yeah it it sets this precedent that's impossible for any past generation to meet, you know, yeah, you're like, for sure. your, your parents are already fucked. They can't measure yeah. up to what you expect from a life or from, you know, cause we just said, no, I'm not going to do what you said to do. We're going to do our, I'm going to do what I want to do. And that's kind of the first time, at least in American history that that happened where the kids didn't just follow in the footsteps of the parents. Yeah. Right. Yeah, G- generation X. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. The rebellious ones. Right. So we're, it's like this impossible thing we're asking of our yeah. parents. It's like, why haven't you, why haven't you figured out all this shit yet? You know, yeah. that I'm just now discovering for myself, Yeah. you know, 30 years later, how come you didn't know that? Yeah. It's, it's kind of silly, you know, I'm actually, um, considered a millennial. Oh, you are. You're, yeah. you're past the, okay. I'm, I'm born in 82. Mm. I'm 72, so yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm solidly a Gen Xer, even though I nice. never liked the term. <laughs> I never, I never, had, I don't like any label like that, and it doesn't. No, it's it's, it's not it's never fair to most of the people in the group. Yeah. Um, there's a gen. The generation I'm in is kind of interesting. It's the I can't remember what it's called, but it's you know sits between Gen X and Millennial, where it's the ones that grew up 
that had childhood before the internet and mm-hmm. it kind of experienced it through adolescence, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, that's the lot. La- that's like, we're the last of it. Just like to have the internet at the same time you're going through puberty. It's and a, like, it's a whole different yeah. world. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to really comprehend. I just missed it, you know. And I, I'm yeah. I'm happy that I did. Actually, I, I really liked my version of childhood, like the the yeah. time period that it took place in. I didn't like a lot of what happened in childhood, but I'm glad that I grew up when I did. Yeah, and where Same I did. Here. I feel yeah. super lucky to have been in a, you know like a cultural mecca where people actually had different views and they came from different places and different skin color, and we all get to be in the same classrooms together and you know yeah that's uh and i didn't know i didn't know how lucky that was at the time it's just what it was and then i looking back it's pretty clear why i made the choices i did about where i lived you know it's either college towns or a sit a big diverse city Mm -hmm. i can't really be in a you know anywhere else yeah no i feel you i don't want to be only amongst my own it grosses me out I feel like a lot of what we're responding to or we're receiving or we're seeing and hearing are the extremes because that's what's popping. That's like what the news wants to show you. Yeah. Like the people in the middle that are just chilling and are more moderate and are more reasonable and can have just discussions to talk about issues or whatever. That's boring. That's not interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting stuff is the polls and the extreme ends of things. Um, Certainly for, in terms of entertainment value, that's what people, they want, they want the craziness. Yeah. Yeah, You want that. Yeah. But I, yeah, I don't, I mean, I feel this sort of sick pull toward it, but I don't genuinely want it. You know, I, I definitely don't want it. In fact, like, and maybe this is, you know, uh, the Russian technique that's actually working, but Unfortunately, I'm hitting that area where I'm like getting to, to into apathy where I just just I don't give a fuck. I'm not yeah. going to tune in like I don't care. Well, and you know, just like can this just run its course? Right. And, it's hard to feel what? any any other way right now just because yeah. it's so ludicrous. Like it's just so absurd what's happening. Yeah. You can't really follow it closely and stay sane, you know? You're going to you're going to be <laughs> just like it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. 
So I'm with you. And I, I don't, yeah, apathy scares me. I don't really ever want to find myself being complacent about it's not things that matter, you yeah. know. It's not um, but I certainly understand it. I understand why people go that way. It's so much work to try to stay, keep your head above the bullshit, you know. Yeah. So it's so much effort just to stay protected in your world, you know. And it gets harder, it seems. There are more of us. There are more, you know, conflicting ideologies and, yeah. big, you know, bigger voices and and the internet to spread it all around for us. And Yeah, yeah for sure. It's, yeah, it's a little, yeah. I go back and forth between being excited, you know, about what's yet to come and being just full of dread, you know. Yeah, no, it's, and it's, you know, probably by design too, you know. Yeah. Like, I think that's the, you know, that's, a technique it's yeah like a, it's a well a, i don't tap into of, the to the like the propaganda that's spreading fear but it still it still gets to you like it yeah. still gets to you just by looking around and seeing a bunch of people feeling freaked out you know like when i leave my house now i see people that are stressed mm-hmm. and a couple of years ago it didn't feel like that you know i mean i think there's it's been escalating i think that's there's we're adding more stuff into our lives to be stressed about rather well, than th- the other way around that's why i think some of the stuff we talked about, you know, the personal development stuff is so important to me because I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. And I don't want my kid to feel that way. I don't want my friends to feel that way. I don't want my neighbors and community to feel that way. I don't want society to the feel that way. The world to feel that way, yeah. You know, and like the thing that I can do to help that person that's stressed, who's so affected by the news that it like ruins their day or whatever is, you know, I can you know, first of all, fix myself, um, and make myself feel okay. But like, maybe I can speak with that person or, or help, like maybe I can, they can then help themselves yeah. and, and feel better too. Can you encourage know? them to turn the TV off for a minute? Yeah. And in talk, like talk about a respectful, stuff. positive way. Not yeah. like, that's the problem, man. Is that TV thing you're watching right. all the time? Like I, that's not going to be effective No, but that's what I want to do. Like that's all like, and this sounds very selfish and potentially small minded, but like, um, I would rather, I think the only thing I can do that I'm capable of, that I have capacity for is to make myself feel better so I can make the people I interact with feel better too. I think it's an awesome model. That's That's what I got. (laughs) I think, I think it's actually the, the most, um, I mean, I came, I came to a very, similar and recent conclusion for myself and and it does i have the same reaction it's like oh that's selfish just looking at you know looking at your own needs and but it's really not because if you're if you are genuinely taking care of yourself then you are going to present in the world as someone who does that and people are going to take notice and want that and they'll try to emulate it and that's how people change i think yeah they see something they want and they want to be like that and they start working toward that rather than having someone tell them you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. Do it this way. That never ever once has worked. You know, I don't no, think it just makes you hate the person who's, of course. you know, like that's my, yeah, that's my relationship with any authority figure. Same. Yeah. It's like, you tell me to do something. I'm going to do the opposite. I immediately will do the opposite. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hate you too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only because, yeah. Well, it's just an infringement of your rights to yeah. have somebody come into your space and tell you how to live your life. Yeah. It sucks. Nobody should do that. No. So, yeah, I. But at the same time, we all, you know, you have your own, you have your own thought patterns, and you know, you have something of an agenda, even if you don't think of it in those terms. Yeah, so totally. everywhere you go, you're kind of carrying that, that set of parameters, 
into which everybody else has to fit, you know? Yeah. Because you already have, well, this is what I want. So this person's clearly not going to help with that, you know? So I'm trying to not overlook the the opportunities for, you know, surprises and finding help where you didn't expect it or finding, you know, getting surprise reactions from people who you thought were so solidly set in their ways, you know? It's really nice when you hear somebody respond in a, in a way you didn't expect. I, it's, I'm, man, it's the greatest. <laughs> and I, I work in an, an office, I work at a creative agency and um, I'm one of the creative people at the place. I hate using, you know, that yeah. whole stigma with it. Right. But, um, you know, I, and like, a, I'm one of the owners of the place and like a lot of it is we talk about you know, how we want to interact with each other, the people we want to hire, um, diversity training, uh, inclusion training, all that kind of stuff. And so my mind, when we start doing those programs, especially in the, in the current climate, like my mind instantly assumes that certain people are going to have these this point of view right. on the extreme end of things that we've already discussed. It's almost automatic, right? Yeah. And when you start to speak with them and they actually, they don't have that and they're so reasonable, yeah, it makes you love them and it makes you, you know, it hurts you a little bit. Yeah. Just like you fool. You feel why a little did you ashamed. Feel yeah. yeah. Why, why did you think that? But it's great. And they, ha and like, I think that's the thing that we're forgetting right now is that the discussion is the most important thing. Just talking about it. And most people are reasonable and they don't think that way. Yeah. We're only seeing those extremes and, just the discussion is is wonderful and you learn a lot about a person you learn about you know their experience yep. and it helps just everyone have an understanding and move on and like that will help a person you encounter that is you think is on the extreme end as well and you now have practice and you have like a roadmap for how to interact with that person and also have a discussion right and you don't always agree, and that's fine too. It's not like you have, both have to walk away with like, okay, so we both agree that, you know, like hiring needs to be to work this way. We need to hire like X amount of people that grew up in this like socioeconomic situation, or we need to have this many of this particular skin right. tone. You know, right? It it's it doesn't work like that. It's it's really great just to to have the discussion. I wish. I, I wish I did it more, and I wish I I could recognize that people actually want to have it too, and not assume that they are one of the poles, right. that they're one of the extremes. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really it's a delicate balance. It's hard. It's hard to. Um, I think the less we focus on all the fucking delineating, you know, all these stupid lines that we've written mean nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the better, but I don't, I just don't know that our society wants that, you know? Yeah, it doesn't, it, you know, by, by looking at the artifacts of, or the outputs of the news or, you know, just the, the false nature of expression of social media, it doesn't appear so, but again, like, I feel like when you have the discussion with someone, it's been positive to me. Yeah. And it, it makes me feel like they are not representing these extreme groups that want 
this all or nothing kind of way for how to for how to make a society uh, strive and be right. successful. Yeah, I totally agree. And and like I mean, yeah, having the discussion, you're definitely going to come away with it with more of the actual information than you would if you just made up your mind about how that person thinks. You know, yeah, you just got to talk to him for a minute and be like, oh, okay, well, that's I was off mar- off base on this, and yeah. oh, okay, they have a little bit more flexibility in their, you know, yeah. thinking, and I, you know, I think we should all work at just giving people a little bit more credit for. Yeah, you know, their their vast expanse of of factors and conditions that have led to their who, the makeup of who they are. Yeah, I mean that goes back to even I agree with you. That goes back to even the just having awareness of hey, that person grew up in this part of town. Yeah, they probably you know had to deal with these kind of challenges, and you can see why they think that way. Right. Like the same shit I was talking about, you know, after having a kid and then thinking about your parents, like yeah. it kind of goes back to that kind of training of just understanding that, you know, we're all from all over the place. We have all these different yeah. factors that kind of empathy form. training. Yeah. Yeah. We need that in school. We need a class. I think where people are like taught to understand one another. Yeah. Like I, how different backgrounds, you know, specifically not like, not like a, here's a religion class and here's a sociology class, but like a class dedicated to showing everybody from all walks of life, like sh- just showing that that all exists. Yeah. And that no be wonderful. Yeah. Maybe I'll design that class for. It's good. Some. I mean, that's like critical training and how to exist in yeah. modern, the modern world. I think we should have that. We should have an empathy training class and we should have like a basic psychology class mm-hmm. much earlier than we do. Like you usually don't get that until high school or college. I think psychology could be understood earlier, but you know, it'd be great, man. I mean, I had so many emotional issues when I was a kid, I was going to like a child psychologist. I was, as a young kid and, um, I, I hadn't, you know, I went when I was like eight or something, I had no fucking idea what, what that was. Right. But that's a flawed uh, model to begin with. Cause you're like, anytime a kid goes to a therapist, the kid is, n- there's no way they're not going to feel some stigma around that, you know? When yeah, they, for when sure. They look no, at their other I, friends and of think, course, and I want to go. And I thought yeah. I was like a fucked up person. Yeah. How could you not? Yeah. My parents are making me go talk to this yeah. person I don't even know because about they, my they, deepest, darkest feelings. Yeah. You know, what's wrong? With, well, how am I this fucked up that none of my other friends have to do this? Why don't, you know? It's an unaddressed, that's another unaddressed thing I have. Man, this is proving to be quite revelatory <laughs> this experience that's great I'm glad. but like that's a un- that's like an unaddressed thing i have with my parents is like yo why did i go to the- why did i see that woman yeah and what was that right and is that some form of torture yeah but why didn't you help me with that yeah <laughs> what or, was wrong or, with or me? go with me or yeah go, you, know. you just like we're like Hey, well, you know, we can't, we can't, as your parents, we can't deal with this kind of yeah. stuff. You're just going to go there. We're going to send you to an yeah. expert because you have a real problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it would feel like to yeah. any, anybody that age. They're like, well, I'm, I'm a fuck up. My yeah. parents told me so, you know, and then that sits with you. Like, how yeah, do you, totally. all you want is approval from your parents, yeah. you know, up until 10 or 11, whatever. That's something I am trying to do with my kid though, is we do talk about emotions. Yeah. Awesome. And we kind of. I talk about the temporal nation notion of those that they're you're 
okay, you're sad right now, but you're not sad. It's, right. This will pass. That's and then cool. you'll feel this or you'll feel that. That's so helpful. Yeah, just so they can identify them because I didn't understand these things until I was a 30-year-old man. Right. Come on. Most of us loud, dude. Well, some people never do. Some people are just never, it never crosses their mind that that's yeah. something to look at because we're not, re- it's not valued in our society. No, it's, and, and it's that, not taught. So how are you supposed to just pick that up on your own? Yeah, but without that training and without that that knowledge or experience, then, you know, it kind of goes back to what we were just saying. It's just like relating to people and and speaking that language and having that empathy or whatever, that that progress can't be made. Right. Like if everyone is just, you know, nope, this is the way I am. Mine's made up. Yeah, this is who I am. Then there's there's no access. Right. And nothing's going to happen. You're just talking to a brick wall. Yeah. It's the same thing where, you know, you'll get advice from a friend and it's sage, is genius. Yeah. Like, you should do that. Objectively, you hear someone say, give that, you hear that advice, you're like, oh, that was good. Yeah. But you as the recipient of that, you can't hear it. Mm-hmm. You have to go and fuck up. And you have to have the, you have to have an experience and it's only then do you realize that they were right or you should have listened. But it's not even you should have listened to them. Is they're going to give you the advice? You have to go have the experience that has to be marked. Right. The act has to be so significant that it's registered in your brain as a, a thing that you can point back to or whatever. And then you can become changed. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Firsthand experience is pretty critical for most everything. Yeah. And, and that's why the having a discussion with somebody is really the only way to get to know them. Yeah, you know? for sure. You can't just read their book or talk about, <laughs> or talk to their friends. You got to talk to them. Yeah. So, which is worthwhile no matter what, in my opinion, like it all, it always ends with some, you know, some learning or growth or, yeah. you know, just a kind exchange is worthwhile. Yeah. So it's kind of, I, yeah, I'd like to make that more the, the model like just start getting people talking again and, yeah, and that's with genuine curiosity you know what, yeah. do you, what do you think about what do you like you know because every one of us is doing it like every, it's it's so amazing to me that we can walk around thinking that we're these unique beings that like only only i see the world this way only i understand the truth you know mm-hmm. <laughs> all of us all of us are have our own version of that as long as the as long as there's a psychological safety element to the discussion, I think it's totally possible. And, and that comes from the both sides of the conversation. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you don't feel like, hey, if, I, if we're going to have the discussion, like you can't jump on me right. or you can't have these judgments or these ideas that if I say this thing and I violated one of your like if I hit Edicts. yeah that like then you're then gonna hate me right there has to be that psychological safety where you can freely express and you guys can have a sensible discussion and then resolution after that yeah I think you're right but that's hard because you know that's where it takes the training of the initiator of that conversation right perhaps to yeah. you know understand emotions or um thought patterns and behaviors and things like that. Yeah. Well, and it seems and hearing you say that, it makes me think like there always has to be an initiator. You know, there's got to be somebody who's inclined to work shit out. Yeah. And usually that person has a little bit more training or, yeah. you know, ability. 
And so I think that's, it's difficult because the other, per, if you're not that person and you're getting this feedback from somebody and feeling like you don't understand as much as they do, it feels shitty, right? Like mm-hmm. you, you feel like this person has a psychological advantage over you or something. Yeah. So it's a delicate thing to try to tell someone, like, I, I want you to learn to be a better communicator so that we can communicate, you know? Right. I've already done a certain amount of practice and I know what works and what doesn't. And you haven't had those same experiences, so I'm going to help teach you. But the mm-hmm. person has to be receptive, and you have to not deliver it like a this pedantic. You know, I am. Yeah, you know, I'm. What, what's the word? Uh, Bequeath. Yeah, but yeah, anything like that. I'm, I, here I am, just passing down my wisdom. Yeah, of to course. You. That's that's the thing I struggle <clears throat> with the most is the tone. Yeah, and people will respond very poorly to that. Yeah, if I hit it wrong. Yep, it's automatic yeah that takes practice too yeah for sure well and because you're pushing people's buttons that you don't even know exist you know Mm -hmm. somebody might have some really strong resistance to you know maybe their parent was a therapist and they got this preaching all all their lives and they don't want to hear another person tell them how what their psychological makeup is you know yeah it's really hard to hear and the you know but again the the ultimate i just keep coming back to like what's the alternative you know, you could either make an effort, do something that's challenging and, you know, takes a little courage to, to take that first step and see not necessarily a huge benefit, but more likely, you'll, you'll more than likely get something good out of it if yeah, you're engaging you in that way than if you are just saying like, yeah, I already know what the outcome is. I know what that person thinks. I'm, you know, I don't need to know, I don't need to hear them say it. I've already decided. Yeah. That's not a, that's not a great no, it sucks. way to, <laughs> but you like, I've, I always feel better for myself after you have that discussion. Totally. Even it's if just, it's hard and it hurts and it's, yeah. yeah, I always feel better too. just gets ruminated on and then you're connecting that to other thoughts and and the negative side of the spectrum is just key to me it's just key to survival for me yeah because if i get in those those worn in paths in my brain it's hard for me to get out of them. yeah yeah and like deep trenches some of those and you're just and then you can go deep you can go deep in your brain like like oh i feel like shit or this person sucks and you know it just connects to everything that sucks in your life right maybe i suck yeah well, i suck because my childhood sucked you know well then there's it just it's just there's a landslide endless, fucking endless man. yeah endless i hate it <laughs> meditation that has helped me that was it? That. yeah for sure 
cool. What just like a standard? I'm a, I do sitting or what? Yeah, I definitely sit. <laughs> uh, I do. I'm trained in Vedic meditation. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And that is much like uh, TM, transcendental meditation. Okay. Where you're issued a mantra, and I, I went through a little bit of training. I went through some rituals to receive that mantra, and I've been doing it now solidly for about two years. You do it twice a day, 20 minutes. Nice. I do it first thing when I wake up, always. I don't always hit that evening session. Uh huh. Full disclosure. For two um, years you've been doing it? Yeah, I've been rocking it for two years. That's awesome. Before that, I was doing, I was like on a, you know, I don't want to give them credit. Well, I'll give them credit. I was on um, Headspace because they just got me, they exposed me to the game. What's Headspace? Headspace is an app-based meditation. Oh, okay. It's um, a mindfulness meditation. It's a focus on the breath. And, you know, the, the main practice is to observe thoughts and feelings, like recognize them and then just like move move on. Okay. Like, okay, I recognize that as a thought. I recognize that as a feeling. Mm-hmm. Cool. Leave it I'm alone. Going back to my breath. Okay. I'm focusing on that. So that was like, you know, it got me in the game. Mm-hmm. Just to start, it's on your phone. There's like behavior already built into using the phone. And, right. Um, but I just wanted to get into it deeper and understand my mind better and, you know, find just get deeper into the practice. Yeah. So I d- I've been doing that. That's awesome. I think it's super helpful. It just helps me not get stuck in deep uh, troughs of depression for long periods of time. You know, I've had in my, in my, uh, you know, how do you describe it? And just like in my, uh, my less trained version of myself, my, my attack on my symptoms was I just identified as being depressed mm-hmm. or sad or, you know, a procrastinator or whatever. And therefore I needed a uh, pill in the form of a SSRI that mm-hmm. would like solve that problem. Right. So I was rocking those for a couple of years and it, it was not for me. It was, and I realized that I always had a stigma towards medication, but I was like, I got to fix it. I don't know what to do. This is how you fix it. And, you know, going into deeper darkness Mm -hmm. through that and coming off those things is a motherfucker, by the way. Yeah. I don't know if you have any experience with that. I do, but it was, I was also using other things. Yeah. So it wasn't, wasn't a good combo and it, but I don't think I would have liked the, I had like maybe a six month run with antidepressants and yeah. really did not like the feeling. No, I didn't. But I also don't think I gave it a fair shot because I was yeah. mi- mixing. But um, but I don't, I mean, I, a lot of people swear by them and for some it may be that that's, they need the physiological, I mean, yeah. you know, crutch or, or not, I don't want to use that word, no, boost or whatever. It's you know, helpful. Like if you, you have a true chemical imbalance or yeah. you need that as a way with, therapy and other forms yeah, to, hopefully. to get better. God damn. Well, I think that's it. critical. I think a lot of people don't know that therapy should be a piece of that. They think just yeah. taking the pill is going to fix them. Yeah. So you got to do the work. You got to process the shit that's in there already. Yeah. I was definitely on a, just let me pop these pills and like get on with my day. Right. Let me just numb all this shit up I a little bit. That's and, most, how most yeah. people approach it. And it's basically because that's the climate that's the culture yeah. the doctors are like here try this this will fix you you know they just throw throw a big 
crap shoot of yeah. pills at you. <laughs> like this might work. And if not, we'll come back and we'll try something else. Yeah. That's actually, it's funny. My brother is a pharmacist and you know, my extremely unhealthy family is always like consulting him with like, Hey, my neck hurts or like I'm fat or, you know, whatever unhealthy thing right. I can clearly see as a result of their lifestyle right. is happening. And he's like, Oh yeah, you should do this for this and this and this. I'm like, dude, like, come on. Just these stop are, like, eating like shit. Yeah. These start, are just start like, taking care of yourself. And the you feel pills better. are not the solution. Yeah. Like, there's like a huge underlying issue. Do you not see this? Oh, nobody sees it. I mean, yeah. that's like, you can eat, you eat chili dogs and then go take Prilosec, you know, yeah. like instead of just not eating chili dogs. Yeah. Why am I getting this heartburn? It's so crazy. <laughs> I, you know, I ate a you know, pound of onion rings and a yeah. spicy, you know, whatever. People don't make that leap. Then it's going to be hard to make the, the uh, psychological wellness leap. Of I've like, definitely been there too. It's actually, the it was fix, the Prilosec yeah? method that kind of like, you know, smoking and and drinking and acidic right. things um and then be like i have heartburn i have a i have an affliction right you it's know a, i have a, a medical condition it needs to guys. be treated and they have medicine yeah. for this so, so I'm, a, I'm a prilosec user now and it solves my problem right and then i made that connection when i quit smoking i'm like oh my god you fucking <laughs> idiot. idiot yeah yeah <laughs> it's amazing like, we're, we're we're masters of you know delusion and yeah you know we can trick ourselves into anything justify anything yeah but but once you start connecting the dots and looking at your behavior and realize that that's all it's about you know you get to make the choice to do it differently totally and then when you do and you see the difference you're encouraged to do more i hope you know like yeah I, for sure i feel better i live better I, people like me more i'm happier you know yeah it's worth going down that road. i'm getting good feedback right now i feel that's great. great it actually makes me feel good you look you look good you feel Thank you. You. you got a good energy going right now yeah no i feel i'm getting it's it's i'm sensing a turn mm-hmm. and there's more opportunities coming to me i'm feeling like um i'm just opening myself up and being an observer and trying to enter every conversation relationship interaction with just like curiosity and just what's gonna happen here who cares just go with it and it's improving my life and you know i'm meeting new people and i'm stoked on it it's it's awesome yeah it's helping me that's really great that seems like a good place to to wrap for me that's a nice positive note yeah (laughs) It's awesome. Well, congrats on all Thank that you. stuff. Congrats on yeah. your, your your lovely child who I've never met, but I hope You'll to. Meet her. Yeah. yeah. Maybe our daughters will hang someday. That'd be great. I'd love that. She's a good babysitter if you ever need to. I do, actually. I mean, we're in different <laughs> we're different cities, so it might be tricky. But FaceTime babysitting. That's right. That's yeah. a business. Yeah. Hey, get away from the stove. Get, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. a good idea. FaceTime. Face, FaceTime babysitting. It's probably going to happen. It's probably going to happen because you're on just the screens all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm putting it out there. I'm yeah. just, let's, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> Call me. Um, thanks for having me on here. Thanks fun. for coming. It was really great. Cool, man. I'll see you soon. Peace. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm very grateful for all of you and your ears and your minds. Your mind is. Um, I would love it 
beyond measure if you were to tell every single person on earth that you have access to that um you just found out about this podcast it's like the greatest thing on earth you couldn't believe it it's like you'd been here for like a year over a year and you just learned about it and it's like amazing blew your mind continues to blow your mind i mean come on people um jesus criminy i'm so bad at talking myself up i hate doing it but uh please share my show i love that it's growing i want the audience to grow not for my own ego's sake but for the sake of sharing what is happening and um i'm going to continue doing it and i'm going to continue hoping that the internet exists for a little bit longer even though i hate it um but it is the way to spread the word about stuff isn't it isn't it it is now like it or not um so yeah like it and share it and subscribe to it and uh, www.outspokenpodcast.com instagram at outspoken underscore podcast i do not use facebook i know that instagram is owned by facebook it saddens me somebody invent a platform exactly like instagram and don't let facebook buy it please quickly um and uh yeah those are the ways to find me you can also email me email at outspokenpodcast.com and you could also just put it like take a tin can and tie a string you punch a hole through it and you tie it push the hole through like thread it like a needle and then tie a knot and then you do the same thing on the other end with this other can and then you have to find me and give me that other can and then we'll stand near each other and talk into it and listen through the string and it'll be really cool. Okay, see you next week. Bye.